I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today we have a very special guest with us. She's coming on the Habit Coach Podcast for a second time. The first time round, we discussed things like nutrition, and she came up with some fantastic recipes that many of the listeners wrote in saying, "I love," and they've tried it out at home. And today we're going to be talking about something a little different, something that I've seen her talk about a lot. She's a very dear friend of mine, and I love the vibe that we create when we have our conversations. So, without further ado, Rashi Malhotra, welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to be here for a second time talking about something entirely different but interrelated. <laughs> no, it's isn't it fascinating? Like, um, the the first podcast was fantastic. People loved the episode. They loved the food that we were talking about. And now we're talking about something that I thought was completely different. But you were saying no, it's actually joined. There's there's synergy between it. So, Rashi, yeah. tell us what is it that you've been doing, and how has this journey been for you? So initially, when I came on, we were talking more about nutrition and healthy swaps, and that was when I had just started my journey as a nutrition coach. I had maybe two or three clients, and I was developing recipes for a new cafe where I was basically trying to help people understand that nourishing food can be fun and tasty as well. But in the last two years, I have just gone so much deeper into my own journey, and I think discovered or unearthed something I knew since I was a child, and something that all of us know. It's not just me. There's nothing special about me, but all of us kind of know this that there is a higher power, and um, wellness is interconnected, and all of that, right? So I've gone much deeper into understanding the mind, understanding emotions. and understanding the quantum world which essentially talks about the things that we can't see so it's the energetic field it's the it's the universe and all of that so i just got i was so intrigued by all of this and of course i did all the work on myself and now i've reached a space where i'm teaching my clients that as well because i never felt very aligned with the idea of giving diet plans and i've actually never done that even as a nutrition coach i believe in providing frameworks and tools that empower people and so over here as well i'm doing that but it's a more holistic perspective and helping people understand that health and wellness is holistic and it's mind body and emotions so today what i do is i help people live free abundant and intuitive lives by aligning their mind body and emotions so that they can live up to their highest potential and and even manifest their dreams in this life experience because that's essentially what wellness means well-being is a natural state of being as human beings and well-being also means living abundant lives in the material world that we live in as human beings so, okay so rashi there's tons to unpack there ha huh? you just like spoke about everything in one tapak so let's break it down into little little bits okay so you first realize that just looking at food when you're dealing with people is not enough Correct. There's so much more that people are going through, and I and I face this as well when I'm doing my habit coaching. And somebody comes in with saying that I need to lose weight, I need to get my food place done. Half the time, it is something much, 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 much deeper that is preventing them from getting their food in place. Right? You might have the best information, like you said. I might give you the best diet plan, but there's a reason why people are not doing that. And what you realize was you have to get to that particular reason for what people are not doing, which is what you called. if i understand this right the holistic approach to it correct, correct. where you spoke correct. about the mind body and the emotion emotions so let's unpack this okay so body we understand right do your exercise do your food do all of that now let's unpack emotions and mind okay 
So this comes from my own life experience as well, where I was extremely restrictive where food was concerned. So initially I was an overweight teenager and then I started losing weight. So I had an extreme behavior with food where I used to overeat to feel full so that I could fill my self-worth up because I was feeling emotionally deprived. My self-worth was low and I was feeling unloved. So I used food in order to fill myself up, right? So that's an extreme behavior. Then after that, I started losing weight and it turns out that I could apply the same extreme behavior into losing weight. Now, once I started losing weight, I that went to the other extreme where I became anorexic. I had multiple eating disorders. I was shopping in the kids section and I still wanted to lose more weight. I was bedridden and I still refused to have some sugar because that was the only thing my body would be able to absorb then, right? Mm. So these two extremities were both actually a form of abusing my body and it wasn't because of of food essentially or how I felt about food it was because of how I felt about myself Hmm. because I had so much emotional trauma that I was ignoring and not processing that this was my way to distract myself from dealing with those emotions Hmm. so my unprocessed emotions and my emotional trauma manifested into my eating patterns Right. And where was that emotional trauma coming from? It was coming from my childhood experiences, but also the beliefs that were created in my mind as a result of my childhood experiences. Hmm. So eating disorders, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. And then in order to really reach. One second, does it always break down into an eating disorder or is it, uh, is it always that extreme or does it also have like, it's a more subtle approach as well? No, no, it can be a more subtle approach as well. It's just that my my experience was very extreme. And yeah, if you're shopping in the kids section and you're eight feet, nine inches or something tall, can you imagine what the kids section must be like? Guys, you don't know this, but Rashi is like super tall. Like, like, you know, but like, imagine the mindset was that I need to get smaller. I need to get smaller. I need to get smaller. And that is the important thing that you're getting at. You're never satisfied when you get down that journey and, and those kinds of that you're in exactly and so I couldn't love myself right I was just abusing my body I was filled with self-doubt etc etc and then again there was this other aspect of my self-worth being uh, all about my weight and the way I looked and being a size zero because that was all the rage at that time and then I realized that you know I just broke one day and I was just like this is not what it is this is not what health is I'm just not feeling great I'm, I'm like this is my mind space was so filled with calories and food choices, et cetera, et cetera, that if I went out with a meal for my friends, instead of actually enjoying the conversation and having fun, I was thinking about how much I'd eaten the entire day, how many calories I'd be consuming in that meal, if I should eat one extra bite or not, right? And that was my mind space. And I think I reached this point where my life finally led me to understanding that health is about being strong. And then after that, it led me to healing, my own healing, where I went to therapy and I addressed all my emotional trauma. And the minute I addressed all my emotional trauma, my eating disorder went away. So I wasn't solving for the eating disorder. I was just focusing and processing on emotions and the eating disorder went away as a result. So what does this mean? That your nutrition choices, your food habits and food behaviors for a majority of people are a symptom. They are a symptom of their mind and their emotions of their mind space and their emotional space. They are not the cause of everything. Right. Interesting. Right. So yeah. it is that, you know, but what they are the cause of your eating issues, right? The emotions that you're going through, they're a cause of your eating issues to a certain extent. And, and recognizing that that is happening is a critical aspect for us to take 
on board. Tashi, just let's take a quick break from a word from our sponsors before we get back to this. All right, Rashi, you know, we were talking about the emotions that were associated with food just now. How do you get out of it, right? Are there emotions of uh, self-abuse that are there? Are there emotions of self-soothing, self-comforting? What are the ways in which that this emotion pops up, especially around this food and nutrition that we were talking about? So, you know, it's, it's all a cycle and it's all interrelated. So it's a vicious cycle, right? You you feel unworthy or unloved because of something that happened in your external life experience. And then as a result of that, food becomes a coping mechanism, which isn't always wrong. But once it becomes a habit, it shows up in your health. And it also creates guilt, which creates another emotion that you have to deal with. So it creates a cycle, right? So the only way out of anything like this is A, to create awareness. That is the first step. You have to create awareness. And the second thing is to have the intention to heal and the intention to change it. Correct? So the the simplest thing that most of us don't do is asking yourself, why am I eating? Why am I eating this? How am I feeling in this moment? Is food the solution to this? Is this physical hunger? Is this emotional hunger? All of us know this because our bodies are so smart and we are naturally connected to our bodies. If we just started asking ourselves questions or journaling or things like that, we would understand what is happening, Hmm. right? So uh, there are so many other tools that you can use other than food in order to deal with your emotions or process your emotions. And uh, they aren't spoken about enough, but journaling is one of the biggest tools. Like all my clients journal about how they feel. And it's so important to sort of cultivate those as habits because if food became a habit at a certain point and it became your go-to at a certain point, it's, it's just a matter of consistency that your journaling tool will become a matter of habit after a while. You will condition your brain to say, I'm not feeling good. What do I do? Journal. Instead of I'm not feeling good, I need chocolate. You know, Correct. so it just it's just basic, simple questions that you can start with first. So how should somebody go about doing this? Right. So they said that, you know, I've tried every single diet plan that is there. I've tried, you know, going, I've gone to 15 nutritionists. I want to lose weight or I want to put on weight, whatever the, it is there on their mind. How should someone go down this path? What is the first step that they should do? Like you spoke about awareness, then you spoke about journaling. So how should we actually create this? Let's create a structure for someone. So I really think first thing is sit with yourself, sit with yourself, create space on your calendar to sit and introspect because the answer lies within you. You already know what needs to be done. You already know whether the actual cause for your misalignment in your physical body is mental, whether it's emotional or whatever it might be. Right. So the first thing is introspect. And then the second thing would be to start with where you are, whatever you can do with where you are. So whether that means sitting and focusing on your breath for three minutes or it means just, um, you know, watching YouTube videos, uh, maybe implementing just one simple habit in that week, creating half an hour for yourself before bedtime where you don't look at the phone, start where you are with what you can and work on one thing at a time, right? So it's about creating a supportive environment for your mind and your emotions as well. And also for you to be able to implement what you're learning. 
it's really difficult to put it into a structure <laughs> it's really difficult to put it into a structure because everyone is starting at very different places right and Correct. it's not always the same just because someone's journey is 1 2 3 4 doesn't mean the other person's journey will be the same their journey could be 4 2 3 1 hmm. so you can't apply the same structure everywhere but hmm. whatever you feel called towards the most and whatever seems easiest to you in that moment in that day to start with your well being start there it doesn't have to feel difficult Don't let it feel separate from you. Let it feel achievable and easy, and that's where you start. I love it. You know, you spoke about something so important. One is making time for yourself, and half the time we have these issues because we don't spend time, like you said, introspecting. We don't spend time with ourselves. We don't listen to what we're feeling. We don't listen to what we're thinking. Correct. Our mind is constantly trying to tell us about these things, and we're just saying later, 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 later. Oh, new Netflix show. Correct. So <laughs> there is always this that is happening in our mind. and what we can do is we can structure out time saying for this 20 minutes i'm going to just spend my time with myself if i don't know what to do i'll just stare out of the window correct let me see correct. what happens and spend that time blank time with yourself the second thing that you said was very critical which was start something even something small start something because what you're looking for is you're looking for those easy wins you're looking for momentum you're looking for something to pull you saying that yes this direction is happening this direction is working instead of you trying on intense diet and within a few days stopping it saying nahi i can't do it correct because yeah. understand that you're already in a weakened state when you start then if you try something harder that weakened state is just going to continue so yeah. i'm loving these because there are definite ways in which you can start approaching your life from understanding you know how do i break it down into these aspects yeah and i'd also like to bring this into uh, like bring this into focus that it's uh, we all live in this mindset because we've been sold this mindset that it's all or nothing right mm. or it's it's a 30 day boot camp or it's instant gratification etc etc and that what you want is separate from you which is an ego way of thinking that's coming ex- from an external space from a space of wanting to be perfect etc etc explain that a little bit want- So your ego basically believes that what you desire is separate from you. We all have an ego, and we all have a higher self. So, and e- the ego is essentially more fear-based thinking, whereas your higher self is where most of your emotions from love come from. Every emotion I, and thought either comes from a space of fear or love. So the ego is more fear-based, and the higher self is uh, love-based, right? So. uh the ego believes that what i want is separate from me and i have to work really hard in order to achieve it whereas your higher self believes that what i want is mine it's already within me right so when you have to try really hard to achieve something you're setting yourself up for failure so think about what is easy for me right now right so when a lot of clients come to me and this is what i know a lot of people face so i can give you one step but when a lot of clients come to me they think they have to go i think we spoke about this in the last podcast they believe that they have to do something intense they have to hmm. do something where they're burnt out they have hmm. to do something that's like hit or it's a 5 kilometers 10 kilometers but if all they can do is dance for 15 minutes a day and that is their favorite form of movement that's what i ask them to do so identify what is my favorite form of movement and then do that for 15 minutes for just three times a week not six times a week three times a week right so get your body into the habit of doing it you don't have to do from nothing to seven days a week one hour every day right start small start easy look at what's achievable and like you said it's about those small wins that boosts your self confidence that builds momentum and right. that will propel you forward naturally mm. absolutely 
So Rashi, you're talking about nutrition right now, right? There's so much more to all of this. There is wellness and everything like that. And you spoke about wellness. So like, how do you think about wellness in this whole context? So we spoke about nutrition and we spoke about diet plans, et cetera, et cetera, right? But this is, this is the truth. You don't need a diet plan if you are connected to yourself. You also spoke about being an overachiever in the workspace, right? All of these are just patterns and your patterns are indicators of what needs to be healed within you. Because that pattern is coming from an emotional or a mental space, right? So the idea is to learn to connect with yourself and align your mind, body and emotions so that you can constantly stay connected to your higher self, which is your energetic self or spirit or soul or source, whatever you want to call it, right? And when you do that, when you do that, you naturally make choices that support your growth in life that support you in realizing your purpose in life. And you also naturally make wellness, food, habit choices that serve you. They serve your overall well-being. So if you are someone who is connecting with yourself and who cares about your emotional and mental well-being, you'll naturally make food choices that serve you. You don't want to eat junk when your body feels like this vessel that is meant for uh, you know, delivering a particular message in this life. It's, it's just facilitating the purpose of your soul on this earth, right? Mm. So it's so important to also realize that you know sometimes maybe it's not just the nutrition, it's not just the exercising because I've had so many clients where we've only worked on mindset. We've worked on the mind for three weeks. Nothing has changed in their nutrition, but they've lost weight, okay. right? And they themselves are so surprised. Mm. So it's really a holistic approach and it may seem like it's very complicated but it's really not because everything is interrelated. So if you constantly ask yourself, why am I doing this? You will receive a lot of answers. Just sit with yourself and ask yourself, introspect, you will receive a lot of answers. You know, this is such a powerful thing. And, and before that, you were getting into, you know, you're talking about our soul and you're talking about a higher place. And there are people who are necessarily like, Ye kya hai? what is this, right? <laughs> now, you know, it, it, it sounds like a little bit woo-woo. How do yeah. we break it down into saying that, no, no, there's a, there's a purely logical way of approaching this, right? There's a purely logical way of thinking about it. And, um, you know, that is very important for us to talk about as well. You know, how do we get yeah. down to a saying, making this woo-woo a little bit more tangible? Yeah, agreed. Completely agreed. Because that's exactly what I teach in my program, right? If I mm. tell you this, you're probably like, eh, she's talking bullshit. Let's switch the podcast off. <laughs> but, but see, all of us, no one thing. We can all experience energy. There's a reason we can we can say good vibes and bad vibes. Why? Hmm. There's a reason why when you enter a room and two people have fought, you're like, oh my God, I could cut the energy with a knife. Hmm. Right? Because hmm. it's dense. Hmm. And at the same time, when you're on the beach and there's reggae playing and you're having margaritas or pina coladas, it's light. You feel hmm. like, oh, it's high vibes. It's good vibes. Hmm. So we all know that we can feel energy. That's why when you meet a person, you're like, oh, no, I don't like this person. Even before they say hello. Hmm. That's because they don't align with your energy, right? Hmm. And there's also this uh, there's this exercise that you can do where you can just hold your palms together, close your eyes, and then just feel the energy and try, your, bring, your, bring, try and bring your palms together. Mm. Right. And when you do that, you will feel that something is pushing against both your palms. Mm. And that is energy. So that energetic body, that energy around you is your energy field. Mm. And that is a result of your energetic body, which is nothing but an expression of the spirit side of you, which mm. is your soul. Mm. Right. 
so it may seem like a lot of woo woo but there's a practical application to it there are steps to manifesting as we were talking about when we mm. were just casually chatting so there is a practical way and but i have to say this the only way mm. you can experience it is by experiencing so mm. you just have to give it a shot mm. and say okay i have nothing to lose by trying it and then try it on for size correct you know um it's so interesting that we keep thinking that we have five senses right we have sights smell touch taste etc but uh, science is now showing we have way more senses than that for example where does a sense of balance come from right it's a sense where does a yeah. sense come from when somebody is staring at you and you know that somebody is staring at you you can feel those eyes at the back of your head correct where does that sense come from and you start notice like sense of heat where does sense of heat is not a sense of touch it's something else so yeah. there are senses that we have not been taught about in school that we experience and use on an everyday basis and a large part of you know when we talk about uh, uh, you know gurus and saints and all of that we talk about consciousness and mm. consciousness is nothing but tapping into a another sense of yours imagine the amount of things that you can be conscious about can you be conscious about like am, am i am i conscious about the kids playing downstairs football can i start like the larger your sense of consciousness the more you're taking things in and yeah. one way of thinking about all this stuff is like if you don't want to get lost in souls and stuff like that just think of it as a sense that you have never used before that you can practice to start understanding a little bit more it's like yeah. if you if you were born with your eyes closed and they never opened and suddenly you suddenly could open them and you experience the sight for the first time that's exactly what it feels like right and that is what yeah. we're looking at and we're saying that the only way to do this is to experience it and yeah and 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 once you experience it you can start maybe trusting it a little bit and then taking it the next step taking it to the next step loving it yeah. what an interesting conversation how huh? we started talking <laughs> about food and now we've come into understanding energy right yeah does all yeah. food have energy yeah i believe so Hmm. I definitely do I I once asked someone who uh, I'm actually going to be studying under in hmm. Feb but I asked her I was like she's a plant and animal communicator hmm. her name is Manjuri Latte and I asked her I was just like you know I was asking her about veganism and I was hmm. I just said that you know since you can communicate with plants and animals and things like that hmm. uh do you believe that it's different when you are a non-vegetarian and when you are a vegetarian because you know the energy or the life is different so she said no when you are sowing a seed with the intention to harvest it and eat it it already knows the intention with which you're sowing it so it knows that the ultimate what the ultimate purpose is and it's the same with an animal Correct. same with a wild animal and it's the same with a domestic animal and one that you are basically livestock right so yeah. all food has energy you have energy everything has energy basically we are all energy vibrating at a particular frequency hmm. you know and uh, secret life of plants fantastic book that talks about yeah. how plants have emotions yeah crazy 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 um, studies done there where they um, attach the plant to a galvanometer so we now we're talking about science right we're talking about like yeah. actual physical experiments in a lab so they connected to a galvanometer which is your galvanic skin response basically what we use for lie detectors and uh, a person entered the room no change in the response someone went and plucked a leaf the plant responded in a crazy manner dials flying all over the place oh my gosh once it once it calmed down another person entered the room no response the same person who plant plucked the leaf comes in a few days later and the plant goes bananas right now mm. now where do we say the plant doesn't have emotion right when you're talking about energies 
slowly, slowly, we are getting into this part of science also that's talking about this. And I'm finding this very, very exciting because I've yeah. been saying this for the longest time. Like if you're saying that I'm, I'm going vegan because if animals have emotions and plants don't, it's rubbish, yeah. correct? Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. like we say animal farms, but where did the word farm come from? It came from yeah. vegetables. So obviously exactly. the farming practices are just as horrible as what we think about when you think about these large cattle feeds and stuff like that. But that's a separate discussion altogether. But understanding that the energy exists is so important. Yeah. And that's the thing. Energy is nothing. Emotions are nothing but energy in motion. E-motion. Okay. Mm. And just as you're talking about these experiments that are happening on plants, there are so many experiments that are happening on human beings with the same thing, with the quantum mm. field and mm. with the energy around them. And uh, people are using gratitude in order to see how it impacts the, a person's immune system. Dr. Mm. Joe Dispenza has done this, where he said just by practicing gratitude for four days, for five minutes every day, a person's immune system improved by 50%, right? Mm. So they, we do have all of this being backed by science. It is science. It is not woo. <laughs> Everything is energy at the end of the day. Mm. But like, yeah. you know, there are, there are still people who are skeptical about this. Should we, you know, they're saying that, no, but I want to feel it. I want to sense it. And I think the best way of doing this is actually for a week or two weeks, experiment with it, play around yeah. with it, right? If you want to say, then put, put yourself in the spot, experiment with it, see what Rashi is saying and try making those changes, correct? Like we're going to be yeah. talking about this more in the second episode, but start off with this first part, understanding your emotions, doing your introspection work, understanding where you're coming from, then slowly, slowly start making that momentum in whichever direction you want to take. I think that is a fantastic first couple of steps in what we're trying to achieve. Like if you want a change in your life of anything that you want, these are the first steps going to be. What, I'm, what is working for me right now? What is not working for me right now? That's all the introspection journey, correct? And then next step, next step, next step. Like, you know, yeah. Rashi, I keep saying that on introspection, never ask why. Right? Mm. Why is a blaming word? Right? Why is this not working for me? Instead, ask what? Right? What can I do? Mm. What can I do? How can I? And those are better words to start your introspection journey on. Yeah, I agree. I remember reading that post of yours and I remember incorporating it into my journaling as well. And uh, definitely the emotional part of it is something where you can use the journals to process it. Just write how you're feeling without judgment, without yeah. judgment. You're allowed to feel guilt. You're allowed to feel shame. You're allowed to feel anything you want to feel. That is your safe space. Just write it all down. Just write mm. it all down. That's a, an excellent way to process it so that that dense energy does not remain in your body. But in your experience with your clients, is it easy for people to understand what they're feeling? Yeah, it is. They know how they're feeling, but they feel they believe they don't have a safe space because society has told us that being vulnerable is bad, that having emotions like guilt is bad. Like we are shamed by people, but at the same time, like society encourages shaming at a certain level, but at the same time, we aren't allowed to feel shame, mm. right? But we have that emotion for a reason. We have all our emotions for a reason. They are not separate from us. They are not uh, bad. They aren't against us. They're all just helping us process this world around us because emotions are energy in motion and we are just processing the energy that we experience on a daily basis. That's it. Mm. So it's mm. important you acknowledge and accept your emotions without judgment. And motion, matlab, it can come, it can go also. And that is the important thing, right? As soon as yeah. your emotion comes and it's stuck, it's not in motion. 
correct so the yeah. whole idea is the emotion has to come and the emotion has to go and you have to allow it to go very at yeah. times we are stuck with that emotion we are not allowing it to go and that's yeah. where a lot of our trauma starts and a lot of the ways that we are stuck in life starts from yeah my you know? favorite quote if we can end with is that no feeling is final usually when we feel an emotion we feel like this is the end this is it i'm never going to feel anything else but no feeling is final so allow yourself to stay with that thought instead of wanting to you know go deeper and deeper into the wound just allow the wound to heal by telling yourself this will pass it's not final i will move on to something else i love it feelings are not final yeah feelings yeah. are not final i think that's a beautiful <laughs> place to end this podcast on rashi thank you so much about having this discussion with us where can people find you how can people get in touch with you they can find me on instagram on at wellness by rashi i'm just starting my youtube channel <laughs> i'm posting the first video this weekend uh so um that will be uploaded on my instagram as well but instagram is the best way and that leads you to my website and that leads you to booking a session with me if you want to where i'm happy to chat with you for 30 minutes just to understand where you're coming from and that's what i call a discovery call discovery call love it tell me the instagram handle again please it's at wellness by rashi wellness by rashi r a a s h i and uh, you, have you figured out what your uh, youtube channel is going to be called it's just going to be called rashi malhotra wellness by rashi or holistic daily i'm still allowing myself to uh find out what it will be called Arre, get creative do something more fun <laughs> all right rashi thank you i'm going to see you in the next episode now see you thank you my pleasure if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on social media we are at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me I am Ashtin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website awesome180.com or check out different content on my YouTube channel called A W E S O M E 180. That's awesome180.